Welcome to Entrepreneurial Reality with Bash. Every week we'll be speaking to startup and scale-up founders to learn about them, their ambitions for the business, goals and objectives. Every conversation is a moment in time, documenting entrepreneurs' current situation with a view to coming back next year to see how they are getting on. Each journey will be different. Each innovation could be game-changing. I hope you enjoy. Series one, episode 23 of Entrepreneurial Reality with Bash. I'm very glad to have with me a gentleman by the name of Christian Samuel, the co-founder of the Samuel Brother Ventures. So uh, a number of businesses. And what really intrigued me about Christian is the building and growing multiple businesses at the same time. Welcome, Christian. Nice to meet you, mate. How you doing? Yeah, good, good. For the benefit of the listeners, sort of give us a bit of background as to who you are and how you got here today. Well, run several companies now uh, under SBV, known as Simon Brother Ventures. We have a very different mindset on how you should build companies. It should, in my mindset, be completely performance-based, so you're not wasting and leaking money. And how I got here today is I set my first proper company when I was 17, which was an events and marketing agency, which went really well. I left that company January last year. It was super successful. We basically launched a few club night events, which was super fun while I was young. Went really well, launched in 42 cities after two years of running that. So we were running club nights pretty much every single university town and city across the UK. And then went into festivals up to 10, 12,000 person capacity festivals and then did a few warehouse shows which again were about 8,000 people a show and basically went full on into the events industry and really enjoyed it. At the age of 21, I realized that I didn't want to do that anymore and wanted to step more into more scalable and long-term projects. So I launched with two friends of mine, University Cribs, which is now known as Resuma. It's an online property portal. Our aim is to be the number one housing solution, really, where you can source your property, you can pay your bills, you can pay your electricity bill, we'll amalgamate everything for students and split their bills we've recently done a partnership with Experian for example just trying to always improve on what our user journey looks like so we will actually improve students credit ratings when they pay through our bill service which no other bill service does so it's, it's super positive and at the moment just going through the launch of Personalized Protein Co and Gradfuel and um, we've got another project coming out in may june this year which really looking forward to you've got also another company called gravity vr uh yeah so that's kind of a offshoot from Resuma and university cribs so we built cribs virtual reality back about two years ago it was built actually by one of the founders of Gradfuel, uh, Elliot Mitchell, and runs Gradfuel at SBV. He built the virtual reality side of Cribs. We then realized that our product was a lot better than everyone else within the market. So we thought we'd actually launch a bit of an offshoot to Cribs. So that's all managed under the Resuma brand as such. I see. And with so many businesses to run, uh, you must be running from pillar to post to get things done. How do you go about doing that? I think having a good team in place wherever you're launching, but don't get a team in place before you understand the business. So currently at Personalized Protein, for example, 
myself and Sam, who's also the co-founder of uh, Sam Robot Adventures. We are doing a lot of the legwork at the moment and it's super tiring for us. We don't get too much sleep at the moment and we work a lot, but we are fully understanding the business and understanding the models that we are looking to build and scale. I would say we're about two to three weeks off being able to scale it properly and bring a team in to manage certain areas of the business for us, which obviously then makes our life a lot easier and we can focus on a more holistic view of the business for the two three months that we do take um and we do a lot of the role ourselves is we fully understand the business and so that means we can solve problems a lot quicker than if we would have a team of two marketing team and a logistics team etc as much as they would help solve issues we can solve them a lot quicker on our own because we're a lot more agile and then once we bring a team in, we've solved the majority of the issues and then it's just about scaling it. So you've got two elements. You've got the, the business system and structure as well as then the individuals, the human element to execute on that business system and deliver results. So we use Facebook ads a lot. And for anyone that doesn't use Facebook ads and say it doesn't work, you're wrong. Facebook ads works pretty much every time. You just have to understand what you're doing and not just spend money everywhere. You have to it's not as easy as just jumping in and spending a hundred pounds. You've got to jump in, spend maybe a couple hundred pounds feeling around, looking around for where your, uh, we call it a golden nugget. And you find that ad set that makes money and is profitable. And then you look for more and more golden nuggets as such. And then you just scale those. If we can't see a return on that money that we're spending, we won't spend that money. That's great insight. Thank you. So tell us a bit more about, the personalized protein company what does it do so what it does it is basically an algorithm we brought on a nutritionist hannah uh, who is our founder and hannah basically worked out the best proteins for the different types of people and the variations that they should have dependent on how much they work out what time they take their protein whether it's in the evening or the morning and if they're trying to lose weight gain weight build lean muscle etc etc and so basically you answer a 15 question test and then our algorithm will spit out the exact type of protein that you should have. And it gives you the exact blend breakdown so you can see what's in it. And we offer complete transparency of what we are providing you. And then it's a subscription-based model. So people come on board. We give a £5 or a free tester pack where they pay £5 shipping to get the product sent out to them so they can trial that product before they're definitely going to be subscribed. And you get 24-7 access to your nutritionist. So every single subscriber can contact their nutritionist at any one point ask anything about their diet or anything that they may require. Interesting. So it's a protein powder delivered by a, a milkshake? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty similar to most protein powders in the way that it's delivered. It's delivered in a one kilo or a 910 gram pouch, depending on your personalizations. And then you can either mix that with milk or water. I personally prefer it with milk. And yeah, it's... It, it's taken off, if I'm completely honest. We had a bit of a mess up when we launched it back. So we launched, I think, officially, it was December the 6th. We had a really, really good positive launch campaign. We saw 11,000 bits of unique traffic hit the site in the first 15 minutes of launch. But unluckily for us, the website crashed in the first 10 seconds due to the traffic load that it was taking. Um, so we had a bit of a, a good problem, but uh, quite an annoying one uh, that the website was down for the first four hours of launch we managed to get some subscribers in and then we had a secondary issue the day after where all our subscribers cancelled for some reason it wasn't the actual customers that cancelled it was our system cancelled all the subscribers which for us was a bit of a annoyance again so we i would say the company properly launched 
uh, January the 1st when we came back from Christmas. And since then, it's come really, really taken off. Uh, we're looking to hit maybe around the 1,000 subscribers mark by the tail end of February. Uh, and from what we've heard, that's fairly unusual in the D2C world. Obviously, you had some growing pains in, right at the beginning. You get that with every business. I can't remember a business that we've launched that we've not had growing pains. I don't think we'll get them with GradFuel just because of the nature of the business. But with every other business that we've ever had, there's always been growing pains, uh, especially in music festivals. (laughs) (laughs) Going to GradFuel in just a minute, I've got a couple more questions relating personalised protein. So in relation to the nutrition, is it catering for all? So at the moment, we cater for a lot. Uh, We can definitely cater for more as we grow. But as we started out, it doesn't even make sense from a capital point of view to be able to do the full range. But as we scale and as we get more subscribers on board, we're going to be launching further personalizations to the algorithm and improve the algorithm. So I think our first algorithm update will actually hit the market in about three weeks, which will start a marketing campaign for fairly soon as we'll be adding further personalizations to the protein company great so uh, it's unusual for, for me to be speaking to an entrepreneur who's building multiple businesses at the same time so uh grad fuel so i've been in the student game for quite a long time within the nightclub scene and within university cribs so i know the market really really well and for myself and sam it just seemed like the perfect opportunity and Elliot seemed like the perfect guy to run the company with, as he'd been, again, in the student world for quite a long time. He was a student at Cardiff University. He ran quite a lot of events and understood the student marketing world. And what it does is basically it's a Facebook Messenger chatbot that takes all the relevant details that major companies like Just Eat, Facebook, American Express are looking for. Uh, and then we've partnered with recruiters all around the UK provide us with jobs to send directly to students but rather than companies like Indeed and Magnet.me where you're searching for these jobs and you have to go through and obviously time is precious in the modern day world because we have all your defined data of what type of job you're looking for where you want to go where you want to work like what city you want to work in what sectors you want to work in we can be really, really refined on what messages we're sending you. So rather than having to search through 100 pages on Indeed.com, you'll get sent maybe five to eight jobs a week and you would have already uploaded your CV to the GradPool database and you'll get sent these in a Facebook message and it'll be as simple as looking at the job on your phone and clicking apply here. The second you click apply here, that person will be registered and be sent over to our partner on that job and they will contact that student to go further down the recruitment process on that particular job. It simplifies the recruitment process and the finding job process for the student. And do you take a commission then upon uh, delivery of successful placement? Upon success of finding students' jobs. Great. I've been speaking to a number of recruitment entrepreneurs, LEL, Fledgling, and also Luke Pitkin of Sniper. Different focuses, looking at how to engage students. Fledgling is more of a, a LinkedIn capability yeah. um, so there may be some complementary uh, relationships in the future you could build mm. partnerships are key i think to growing any business right and how do you go about garnering and establishing those partnerships in the first place got to be a worthwhile value exchange for either side and if you're trying to get a value exchange which is just primarily for you and not really beneficial to them this is a very short-term look on the business and in the long term it will most probably screw you over a bit and it's just not particularly great for either side a it will damage your reputation for when you do want to get a partnership and it is beneficial to both sides 
it will most probably negatively impact you that you've potentially screwed or had an unfair relationship with a previous business or partner before. When you mentioned capital, uh, building a number of different businesses will, I'd assume, be quite capital intensive. Have you gone out and looked for funding? So we will not be looking for funding for SBV. We are open to funding in terms of we are never going to look or put an offer on the table or look for an offer. But if someone makes an offer to one of the companies within Samuel Brother Ventures, ultimately, we're never going to not look at money it's a key thing to build any business and ultimately it does make it easier but from our point of view we want to try and retain equity and grow organically with our own funds and grow with the company's funds uh, as we believe having a lean model at the start and a lean model all the way through is very important but if you're having that lean model but you're getting that high revenue you can obviously leverage that and use that revenue to further grow your business and get your revenues a lot higher quicker, which then ultimately we can use if we own all the equity or the vast majority of the equity, we can use that to grow Samuel Brother Ventures further and build more companies within SBV. Mm. Do you have a, a vision of how many businesses you're looking to build? Looking to launch four companies this year. Wow. Three more after personalized protein. Huh. And then the compounding returns on successful performance is significant. Be pretty good. Uh, yeah, so they're, they're all of a similar model. None of them are particularly in the same sector. Grad fuel is most probably the most out there one compared to the others. The others will fit a very similar model um, and they'll have a very similar team within the SPV office. And there'll be one logistical team that manages all of companies as such. And they'll work as a team to manage all of our logistics side. And then they'll have a growth team working on each company individually, constantly grow the companies basically. And they work purely on performance marketing metrics. And then maybe as we hit really, really good revenues on the subscription-based companies, we'll look to maybe do some out-of-home and some more standard media and advertising opportunities purely on brand awareness pieces. My personal opinion on out-of-home and the regular way to market is I hate it. It's completely pointless. It's just vanity. Like a lot of UK startups, uh, I believe, like to put tube adverts up so they can show their mum and dad. <laughs> I fully believe that. Someone told me that six months ago, I think it was. And it's very true. So many startups I know that just love putting tube ads up because it's a, a really massive vanity thing. But from my point of view, it's super expensive and you're not going to see that return. If you were to spend that money on Facebook, for example, like 20 grand, for example, you'd see massive returns. And if you didn't see massive returns, you're doing something seriously wrong. In building these businesses, you mentioned one story about um, certain problems you faced in launching. Yes. Yeah, so you, you do run into problems, ultimately. Um, I, I can't remember a week where we haven't had a problem or a day, in fact. But it's about how you overcome those problems. And you shouldn't see problems as problems. You should see them as challenges or opportunities to learn because we've come across God knows how many issues over the years. And as long as you persist and push through those problems uh, and challenges, everything normally, as long as it's not catastrophic, comes out okay. And we've had some pretty close to catastrophic ones, let me tell you. Another issue that I think that you should do, which I potentially didn't do when I was 18, is make sure you choose your business partners correctly. Because I think 
you need to understand who that person is you're going into business with, whether that is a merger uh, of some kind or whatever. You need to understand that other person that you're going to be going into business with, ultimately, because further down the road, it can make things particularly sour. So I, I really believe in really working out who your business partner is and do they align with what you want to build in terms of businesses because I personally have come across that issue and it caused a lot of issues for me as a person I'm now back into a business relationship with someone that is looking to build the exact same type of businesses with me and has the same mindset it makes life a lot easier and you're a lot quicker in growing I think a bad business relationship can really slow growth and ultimately kill a company pretty quickly so you mentioned about the business partner having the same mindset as you as being very very important what other characteristics of a business partner would you say people should look out for that is complementary to a successful relationship for one they've got they've got to be empathetic or have empathy towards any situation you've got to be able to put yourself in the other person's shoes because ultimately if you're always going to be thinking in your shoes you're going to clash heads quite a lot and it's not going to work in the long term because ultimately one argument will turn into two and three and four and then catastrophe. It just turns into carnage by that point. What I would say you should look for is empathy, um, a good work ethic. Ultimately, no one has ever got anything easily as much as there might be the odd lotto winner. 99% of entrepreneurs at the top have worked for what they've got. And another one is the way that they want to run a business. So like some people want to run a business by employing lots of people and running the company from a very holistical view, whereas myself and Sam don't mind getting our hands dirty, getting the work done to ensure that the company sees the growth rather than depending on a team. I think that everyone should always get involved and to be a leader, ultimately you should be someone that helps in all areas of the business because you should be setting the example. A massive thing, I guess, is also the mindset. Yes, I I agree. And that's something that I'm looking at myself personally is, who is the best person to spend so much time with? Yes, yeah, so A, you're going to spend a lot of time with and B, your, I guess your, not qualifications because I don't have any qualifications, but your skill sets uh, should complement each other. So for example, mine and Sam's skill sets are completely different. Like I can do stuff that he couldn't do and he does stuff that I just can't do. So on the fact that we complement each other on our skill sets, it makes life a lot easier. I would say it's a lot easier to do something on your own if you only need that one skill set. But for us, we definitely need a whole plethora of different skill sets to make sure that these businesses are successful. Are there any particular skills that you're missing at the moment that any potential listeners that could complement you? So we are looking for performance marketing growth hackers we will hire any good growth hacker that comes through the door pretty much they need to pretty much understand all platforms facebook twitter google any ad platform all analytical stuff product marketing Um, and if they do we'll hire them because they're normally impossible to find and if you find an amazing growth hacker or performance marketer they are someone that you should pretty much hire immediately on the spot it's certainly a a job role that I haven't come across until recently and so it's it's a sign of the times isn't it yeah so I think a lot of big big companies so there's there's an agency in Amsterdam called Growth Tribe run by a guy called David Arnoux that is absolutely killer and I know for a fact that 
a lot of major corporates are now sending teams there on courses, etc., to learn more about the ways of how to grow a business through using these techniques. And they're almost like loopholes that you can grow a business at exponential growth. For example, the famous Dropbox one, where Dropbox gave out free space and so their users just fly through the roof. And similar to the Hotmail one, that's most probably the oldest one that I know in the book, is they literally added just a little bit of text at the bottom of every email that got sent out on their platform. Sign up to Hotmail for your free email account. And I think it was less than a year later, they sold to Microsoft for $400 million. The freemium model, I think. is Yeah, the freemium model. Um, but obviously emails now is just common practice that they're free. But back then, I suppose it wasn't. Thinking about all these ideas, you must have loads going on. How do you spot the opportunity in the first place? Looking at other markets, I think, is key to see what's trending and see what's doing well. Having a look at, for example, there's, there's a dog food company called Tails.com that does personalized dog food. So that in our head, that's where we got the protein from. We like, that's such a good idea. Um, we should implement that into a different sector. And then we basically just went to the drawing board and looked what sectors we could implement that into. So personalized protein actually came from dog food. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th- I, think, I think to spot an idea isn't the hard bit. It's, it's 5% idea, 95% execution. And I think the execution of any idea is ultimately what makes it successful. Um, for example, the reason personalized protein has launched with such fast growth isn't the fact that we've been lucky. It's the fact that this is our most probably, if you, if you single out single club nights, when we're launching nightclub stuff, this is most probably our 30th or 50th launch of something. So we knew how to launch club nights. We knew how to launch festivals. We knew how to launch all these large scale events. And we've done the same with university cribs. And we basically realized how best to launch these on social etc because we knew and had learned from our failures in the past it made it a lot easier to launch these ones and again we've learned from the mistakes we've made this time around and we'll implement those lessons that we've learned into the product that we're launching in may june this year which i'm really really excited about it'll be good to hear your journey over the next 12 months and see how you progress definitely be an interesting one um Mm. I think it'll be particularly stressful, but I think, I think that's part of part of life. I'd rather be busy than bored. Likewise. Talking about the next 12 months, the plan, you're talking about a release of another four businesses. Mm-hmm. What are your goals? In terms of growth, I couldn't tell you what we're expecting. Obviously, you should have goals and where you want to hit. So we know that we want to hit X amount of subscribers by summer, and we know that we want to hit Y by October. And we want to have on the new project, very latest launch by July. So we've got like rough timings on when we want stuff done by, but we don't have anything cemented in stone. Um, we've got our dashboards that tell us how we're growing, etc., and where we can improve. But we look at the data and we just manage expectations from that data. We only make decisions based on data. We don't make decisions based on emotion or anything else because ultimately emotions don't make decisions data does hmm, i agree and it's very important to review those figures and make decisions upon them yeah every every day that's the only thing you should be reviewing ultimately obviously there's a slight bit of gut feeling 
when you're launching a company, I think you can over-research and you talk yourself out of a company. I think once you've got that company up and running and you've got your KPIs that you know if you're improving those KPIs, that's going to improve the growth of your company. You should be just focusing on seeing those KPIs improve and making sure that you're hitting the goals that you want to hit. But at the moment, it's too early to say for us to say where we want to be at be with personalized protein and etc like we're looking into the dubai market at the moment and the u.s market for 12 to 16 weeks time um dubai one's launching pretty quickly or moving pretty quickly i should say uh the fulfillment center sorted we are just sorting logistics of getting everything sorted over there so that could be before 12 weeks if we keep moving at the rate that we're moving but we don't have any definitive plans as such i suppose to answer your question at the end of the year to have all four subscription companies launched and being fairly successful uh, in terms of seeing good growth at a profit producing uh, cost per acquisition. That's great and very ambitious. Uh, but yes, you're going to be very, very busy moving forward. Yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good year. Well, from the first two weeks, three weeks of the year, it's already showing massive, massive gains towards what we're looking to do. And if we can implement this strategy once, we can implement it four times this year and then just maintain the growth through the different performance-based marketing tactics that we build and learn from. From an early age, you've been building businesses, growing, learning. What other sources of information do you get your inspiration from outside of the doing? YouTube. I, I strongly believe that if you're looking to learn to do anything, YouTube is more than likely the place you should go or Google in general. It infuriates me a lot when people say, oh, I don't know how to do this. Or like people come and ask me how like to do Facebook ads or any form of performance-based marketing. I'm kind of just don't really understand how they haven't Googled it. There are literally hundreds and tens of thousands of videos on YouTube teaching people how to make Facebook ads. I would say be careful. Do not, I wouldn't say don't buy any courses but there are a lot of people that push courses onto people um, and a lot of that content is free over YouTube. I've never, I've never personally never bought a course myself, but I know people that haven't found them very useful, but I would say that you can learn the vast majority by a playing around with the platform itself and just testing on small ads budgets like five pound a day. And you can also learn a lot from YouTube, the growth tribe, that agency I was talking about in, uh, Amsterdam mm-hmm. they've got a really awesome YouTube channel and I suggest for anyone looking to get into performance-based marketing to check it out uh, I'll certainly check it out myself as well it's uh it's it's got some brilliant content on there and I personally found some great things through them as a busy entrepreneur building many businesses the way to get headspace clear your mind how do you go about doing that is there any sporting activity do you just uh, I've got a gym in the basement uh, of the building that I live in so I generally go down there or I'll just go chill out with friends and just try and remove myself from the situation of talking about it as much as my friends might disagree with that <laughs> I try I do struggle with it I have to say but it's also who I am so I, I just live with it basically my housemate is a bit better and my housemate and business partner <laughs> he is a lot better at removing himself from the situation of business. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, I, f- I find it quite challenging to remove myself from projects I'm working. Yeah, I, ju- I just find it interesting, more interesting than day-to-day life of talking about Kardashians or something 
quite stupid like that. Um, I just think it's <laughs> a bit more of an interesting conversation than a lot of the population seems to have and wonder about. I agree totally. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. Right there. It baffles me slightly. But um, I'm not. I'm not discrediting the Kardashians. They've built one incredible business. <laughs> yeah, they are incredible <laughs> like, people. That Kylie Jenner did. I, th- I think it was like four hundred million dollars or something stupid on her Shopify store last year on Kylie Cosmetics, and she's now the highest-grossing Shopify store in the world. Well, there, there's a difference then, isn't there? There's talking about what other people are doing and actually doing stuff similar to the likes of the Kardashians. I think that's the massive. Yeah, there's, I know. I know for a fact there's a lot of people making good money on makeup dropshipping companies around around the world at the moment, um, and that's basically what she's doing. But she's just using her personal brand that she was born into to leverage that, and she's done a pretty incredible job considering she's the youngest Kardashian and also the wealthiest. Mm, that's impressive. Very impressive. Time has flown. And there is a question I ask every entrepreneur every year, and it's to highlight any particular lesson you've learned, any sort of challenge you've overcome. What would you do differently knowing what you know now? I'd be a lot careful with my business partners. Um, <laughs> for me, it was a massive, massive learning curve. And I've come into situations, or I felt like I was coming into situations since... I learned that lesson and I very, very quickly readjusted myself and made sure that I never went into business with that other person to ensure that I didn't have the same issues two years, three years down the line. And so I'm a lot more wary of who I go into business with nowadays. Great. Thank you. Well, no worries. Christian, thank you so much for your time. The insights that you've given us uh, has been very, very valuable. The understanding of the businesses you're building, really exciting. And uh, hopefully you'll come back next year. Thank and- you. Yeah, definitely. 2019 could be uh, a very good year, but 2020, that could be incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Fingers crossed. But yes, once again, Christian, thank you for your time. No worries. Thanks very much. Cheers. So what do you think? We'll have another interesting story to dive into next week. Looking forward to it already. Some questions to you in the meantime. What is your story? What is your reality right now? And what are you working towards? Let me know. So you can connect with me on Twitter. Just type in Bash in the search and you'll find me. So Bash, B-A-S-H, easy. On Instagram, it's Bash Reality. So that's Bash underscore reality. And on LinkedIn, Benjamin Ashmore. Make sure you subscribe and until next week, cheers.